Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to The Last Bachelor. And this is episode 23. For many of us, it's definitely not going to be easy unlearning some of the bullshit we picked up. There are some steps we can take. Steps that can help us become better versions of ourselves. And what could be better than that, right? If you can remember, in episode 4, Toxicity, I spoke about how in many cases, we're not mentally equipped to deal with our own toxicity. How we don't really know how to de-escalate violent situations because it's viewed as unmanly to do so. I also touched on drugs and alcohol abuse, which is also a difficult subject that doesn't have a one-size-fits-all solution to them. Trying to save a life under these conditions isn't easy. It can almost feel hopeless. Don't beat yourself up about it. None of us grew up next door to a mental health professional to give us some tips. But that doesn't mean we can't learn a better way, a healthier way. There is no denying the fact that most of us men learn to be toxic from a ve- from the very beginning due to upbringing and culture. But what's also true is that we don't have to remain that way. We can throw that boys will be boys mentality out the window, as we all should. Have you ever really sat and taken a moment? And have you ever questioned your toxic behaviors? Have you wondered why most men around you are the same way? If you did, trust me, you're not alone. That's a great sign. The truth is, most toxic men or people don't even know or realize they're toxic. Remember, these are all learned behaviors, but also behaviors that can be unlearned. We're supposed to get wiser with age. That's why, long ago, I decided to make some serious adjustments with the way I communicate. Life has a way of teaching you exactly what you need to learn. It's better to live honestly. You might be surprised to hear, but there are ways of avoiding becoming a toxic person. Yeah, you heard that right. Believe me, I needed to learn this too. We men must learn to correct the mistakes we make and not continue to make them just because we lasted long making them. You feel what I'm saying? We live and we learn, gentlemen. On this episode of The Last Bachelor, I'm going to share with you 10 tips that helped me, and I'm pretty sure they will help you too. And they might help some of our lady listeners too, because let's keep it honest, anybody can be toxic. And if the majority of men start off toxic, well, here's the antidote. Number one, know your values. Does loyalty matter to you? Does reliability matter to you? Do you tolerate small white lies? Or will it bother you if someone spoke negatively about you behind your back? I could hear the sucking of the teeth and the eyes rolling right now. (laughs) A lot of toxic shit we do comes from not being able to see things from the other person's perspective. For example, I used to hate when people gave me that Hollywood talk. We make plans 
and they'd go cancel last minute. And because of that, I do my best to keep an invite. For me, it's like keeping my word. Of course, emergencies come up and I have to deal with them accordingly. But I kind of like being reliable. I had to accept that not everyone thinks like this. I learned to stop looking for me and other people. The sooner you do that, the better life gets. Real talk. Number two, become an active listener. The best relationships are created by becoming a good listener. If it's difficult for you to remember what people have said to you, trust me, it happens. It's damn near a male superpower to me at this point. (laughs) I myself have been in conversations where I found myself having to repeat what I have said. It's not that they ignored me or were rude. They just weren't good at listening. So if someone calls you out on it like we spoke about this the other day, there are a few ways to respond. You might feel hurt, but if you get angry or defensive, you're not helping move things along. Just own up to them. Don't look for excuses. Just be real and apologize, especially if you're good friends. It's simple as saying, my bad, bro. You must have told me my mind's been all over the place. I'll do better next time. Don't dwell on the excuses. That's the path to toxic behaviors. And this is about moving forward. A simple apology will suffice. We have to be realistic and admit that there are things that take us off our listening game, like becoming a new parent or losing someone close to us. There are tips to get us back on track. One, practice becoming more present and aware in the moment. Two, avoid interrupting as much as possible. But if you need to clarify, that's okay too. Three, take things slow. You don't have to talk over or interrupt to show you care. Listening is better. Four, ask appropriate follow-up questions. Five, give good eye contact and other open body language. I think we spoke about that in a previous episode. Go out with good intentions, aiming to understand and connect in a positive way. All right, let's get back to the steps here. Step number three, think before reacting. If you're the type to react quickly and think second, it's about that time to switch it up. When you're highly reactive, that means a lot of things upset you quickly. You may likely take this out on people around you, even people you care about. You don't want them to feel as if they're walking on landmines around you. Nobody wants that. It's toxic. If you're the type to answer things abruptly, these following steps should help. Practice being aware of your thoughts simply by sitting and observing. Practice pausing and being curious, not jumping to conclusions immediately. Take a break. You know, it's okay to say, hey, can we continue this conversation later and then come back to it? There's nothing wrong with that. Give yourself time if you need. The break length might well get shorter 
with practice. And lastly, always consider your actions and what may be affected by them. Learning to take things less personally does take time and comes from a fundamental self-confidence that you might need to build. Step four, drop the ego. A toxic person is desperate to maintain a certain image to the point of getting defensive or perhaps even attacking others about things that just don't make any sense. Lying can also be a problem here. No one can maintain a perfect image at all times. No one. Relationships are deep. They come with acknowledgement of flaws, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If not, things are just on the surface. Let's not be so eager to maintain an image. This can make you a worse listener, unreliable, and argumentative, and etc. Drop the ego and you will be way more relatable to others. Let's try that. Step five, show accountability and vulnerability. People find comfort in knowing they're not the only ones. Try to stop the holier-than-thou act as if you've never done wrong or have never made mistakes or even acting superior to others. This shit gets old fast. We are all humans capable of making mistakes. No one is perfect. Vulnerability is important if we want to get real. And build a mature relationship. And I know what you're thinking. There's nothing more toxic than opening up to someone only to have them switch up on you. Use it against you. Or even punish you for it. Or just never even return the gesture. It's life. It happens. If you're not able to be accountable for your own fuck ups. This is the path to the dark side, my young Padawan. (laughs) But seriously, all jokes aside, though, this is a path into narcissism. People like that are often difficult to build with since they can't accept fault. Don't be that person. And being perfectly honest, we've all ruined a relationship at some point in our lives. Nobody is safe from this. But if you ever say anything that quickly offends and you can clearly see that it did, quickly correct it. Don't hesitate. Say something like, my bad, that came out wrong or something along those lines. It's small reactions like those that show other people that you value their feelings too. This builds an open bond that leaves the door wide open for healthy communication and relationships, leaves both of you feeling safe. So many people in our lives underestimate the power of an apology, an apology that's followed by changed behavior. That's when you know it's real. Step number six, reach out. Couldn't put it any clearer than that. If you have a feeling a friendship or any other relationship is fading, Reach out to that person. If you're the type of person to let others do the work of rebuilding a bond, that's not good. Any relationship is a two-way street. 
I've spoken about flaky friendships before, but what if you're the flaky one? Have you ever asked yourself, why do you feel this way? As adults, we've all accepted that nothing lasts forever, but we can choose to address it instead of dragging the fakeness any longer. That shit is lame as fuck. Don't keep a person wandering. Just be clear and upfront. We're adults with responsibilities. We should be able to understand when someone isn't available. But we can make it understood that we can get in contact when we can and are available and also stick to it. That's how you let people know you respect the relationship. So remember, if you value the relationship, just reach out. Step seven, positive vibes only. If you're full of negativity all the time, you're definitely going to bring drama. If you come off automatically doubting and distrusting, you need to seriously find out why. I've had one or two friendships like this where because of things that were said or done, I've slowly come to feel like I was always under attack. In one case, the friendship simply ended. In the other, we had a very real discussion and managed to salvage things. If you're both starting to assume the worst in each other, it might be worth sitting down and press reset. We all know someone who is always aggressive 24-7. They might have their reasons. Maybe their pet is sick or maybe they had a bad day at work. But if you're regularly this way, you definitely need to ask yourself why. Is it an insecurity? Why are you easily triggered to put someone down? Are people really trying to hurt you? Or could it be something else completely different? By practicing positivity and figuring out what really matters at the end of the day is really what counts. All right, we're almost to the finish line. Step eight, build people up and not test them. We all love to be around people who will celebrate with us. If you're the type to feel you need to even the balance, as some would say, or create some type of drama, You must really ask yourself why. What do you really benefit from this behavior? You might need to check your ego ASAP. If you feel attacked by any reason, retaliating in a harsh way will never lead to a positive outcome. So don't do it. Sometimes when we're in a bad mood, we might try to test people to see if they're really committed to whatever relationship we may have with them. If you're the type to do this for reassurance, keep in mind that doing this repeatedly can be draining to the people around you. Nobody wants to feel like they can fail at any time. Constantly testing people is the quickest path to losing friends and even lovers. No one wants to put up with that for too long. Also, gossiping can definitely ruin a relationship. This one should go without explanation. Nobody likes hearing negative shit from people they hang out with. Be encouraging. Be forgiving. And don't gossip about people or give in to rumors. Most likely, you would want that in return. 
Step number nine, stay curious. This one should be self-explanatory. Showing interest in someone is always a good look. Asking important questions isn't only for the dating world. So much goes unsaid when we are so used to small talk. Many of us miss opportunities to create new healthy relationships, beautiful ones. This is a pretty clear self-fulfilling cycle. If you don't demonstrate interest in others, they are pretty unlikely to become interested in you. And that's a small quote from Dale Carnegie's infamous How to Win Friends and Influence People. So take chances. Ask questions. And lastly, step 10. Ask for help. This was definitely one of my toxic behaviors. Not many men ask for help because it's deemed as weakness. For a long time, I thought I didn't need help because we all behave this way. I was dead wrong. We all need feedback on our behaviors and not ignore them, whether it's consulting with friends, family, or a third party, like a therapist or a teacher of some kind, which I highly recommend. There are ways to learn more about ourselves which allow us to go beyond the tunnel vision that is our own experience of the world and how we operate in it. For instance, I've been told more than a few times that I am a very direct person. Sometimes they used words like blunt or abrupt. I'm guilty of this either way. I don't think I'll be changing that quality of myself anytime soon. I find it useful to cut through the complaints and get straight to the solutions. But had it been a negative, I'll receive it in the same light. Because the goal is to avoid being toxic. The more we are aware of our characteristics and the people around us, we can definitely adjust to make life much more desirable. The bottom line is, nobody arrives fully formed into life. We're all on a journey here. Asking for the help you need to arrive at better relationships with others is never a weakness. You making it to the end of this episode tells me that you care about who you are, your place in the world, and how you operate in it. Welcome to the club. My closing quote comes from Christina Nevolson from her book, The Rescued Soul. In a healthy relationship... Vulnerability is wonderful. It leads to increased intimacy and closer bonds. When a healthy person realizes that he or she hurt you, they feel remorse and they make amends. It's safe to be honest. In an abusive system, vulnerability is dangerous. It's considered a weakness which acts as an invitation for more mistreatment. Abusive people feel a surge of power when they discover a weakness. They exploit it, using it to gain more power. Crying or complaining confirms that they've poked you in the right spot. You've been listening to The Last Bachelor. Please take some time and rate this podcast from wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. To the next episode.